A few years ago, a Focus staff member asked Alexis if she had any prayer needs. And at that time, my heart was so tender, and I really was feeling like I wanted to give up on this marriage. So I just told him quite straightly, like, I need help. We need help. Our marriage is very difficult, and would you pray for our marriage? And he did. She also found help on the radio. Focus on the family saved my life. It just was the lifeline that I needed every single day to keep going and keep hoping. I'm Jim Daly. Help us save more families every month by calling 800-A-FAMILY or donate at focusonthefamily.com slash family. When you get married, it's really important to always keep the relationship with your spouse at the highest priority. Uh, aside from your relationship with God, this should be your most important relationship uh, this side of heaven. But uh, keeping that friendship element of the marriage strong doesn't happen by accident. Uh, it requires effort and initiative and intentionality. I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin, and uh, they lead our marriage team. They do a lot of counseling and speaking and writing together, and we'll hear from them in a few moments. But first, uh, back to a conversation Jim Daly and I had with Pastor Kevin Thompson, who has some really uh, wonderful insights for keeping the communication strong between you and your mate. You've mentioned a couple of ideas on how to develop that friendship. Do you have some other ideas on how to nurture friendship? And yeah. especially think of guys who, you know, we like the rooftop, what you talked about. The intimacy is the roof. So we like to go to the roof pretty quickly. Exactly. Uh, how do we slow that down and make sure that the foundation of friendship, as you described it, is really healthy? Yeah, I think the very first thing is we have to make sure our spouse is our first person that we turn to. Oh, that's and and yeah. so if something were to happen today, good or bad, yeah. who's the first person you call? There's something about the first telling. The first telling has more emotions, specifically for men. If men really struggle in their relationship with showing their spouse the emotion, then they need to make sure that the first person they tell the good or bad story to is not their buddy, it's not a coworker. instead it is their spouse. Because that first telling tends to have a lot of emotion. Whenever I do funerals, sometimes I'll prepare, if I think it's going to be an emotional funeral, I'll go through it several times to get the emotion out. Hmm. Well, if, if your wife is saying that you need more emotion in your conversation, you need to get the emotion in. And a lot of times what's happening is good things are happening and we go to a coworker and we tell them. And or a struggle is happening and we go to a friend on our way home and tell them so that by the time that we're talking to our spouse, that emotion is gone and, and our spouse feels like they're getting something else. Yeah. And so I think to build the friendship first and foremost, you want to make sure that your spouse is the very first person you turn to in good and bad. And then beyond that, there's a variety of things. I mean, the, the simplest recommendation I give to couples all the time is take a walk. Together. Together. Yeah, yeah, no, that's exactly right. Well, sometimes by, take your, a walk and sometimes by yourself. Why don't you go there. take a walk? Take, but take a walk together. Absolutely. Yeah. Think about this picture of friendship being side by side in life. Think about the, the things that you do side by side with people. No, that's good. I, I play golf. You ride side by side in the golf cart. Many people go fishing, right? You think about movies. You think about car rides. Those are side-by-side -side activities. And so you need to look at how can we get side-by-side -side picking up new hobbies. But a walk is just a productive conversation going. You're seeing other things. It is a productive thing. Kevin, let me ask you this, though, with respect to 
turning to your spouse being the first person you turn to to express good or bad things. I love that. I, I totally agree with that, actually, because that is a mark of friendship. There is a conditioning, I think, that can happen in some marriages where maybe uh, there's triggers going on. So when the one spouse is turning to their spouse about something, uh, she might get defensive. Uh, maybe it's the guy that wants to go play golf. And he knows, man, this can be hard for my wife to let me go do that. Now, whether he should be spending that much time when you have small children at home, that's all valid and I get it. But I, I, I think what I'm asking you is speak to that conditioning that can occur in marriage where you start to know each other's uh, triggers and you, you don't turn to them first to say something. And I think in the workplace, to your example, people are polite, right? So it's comfortable to go say, oh, look at this. And everybody acts politely because yeah. we're conditioned to. We don't know each other as well as we know our spouses. So does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And there has to be a sensitivity to what's going on, no doubt. And I think I think it's across the board from the standpoint, there are some places, if you can't talk to your spouse about some issues, that's a sign you need to get help. You need to call the hotline. Right. You need to, to go to Hope Restore. Because it should be the other way. You need, yeah, there are certain issues, if you can't talk about that's a red flag. There are other issues that, hey, based on your background, based on your personality, based on your experience, it's just going to be better. We've learned it's better that some of these topics we may not discuss real in depth. And then others are just practical. My wife really doesn't care what I shoot on the golf course. She really doesn't care. <laughs> Good and for so her. I'll call my buddy and he'll put his golf shoes on over the phone and we'll walk through 18 holes and what I did. And so by the time I get home, I'll tell Jenny my score if it was good, and she'll pretend like she understands or cares. Right. Uh, but And so there are certain situations where it's not everything. But I think generally speaking, we know. If, if, if you were to get laid off, if you were to get a promotion, who do you call first? Right, exactly. And far too many people call a friend or a coworker mm -hmm. and not their spouse, and they never understand how that is decaying their relationship. Yeah, let's conclude the friendship part uh, and just mention the healthiness or unhealthiness with friendships outside of marriage. What, what's a good approach? Yeah, and, and so your spouse, your spouse really should be your best friend. I mean, that's the way it's created. Right. That's the way it's built. Uh, I, I don't doubt that at all. And then you need to have healthy relationships outside of that, which means there have to be strong boundaries. And, and as spouses, you, you work through that. I mean, I, I firmly believe in the wife veto. If Jenny is uncomfortable with one of my friends, I'm going to trust her on that male or female. It could be that she doesn't like this guy friend that I have because his values are so radically different than mine. Yeah. I'm going to trust her on that. And so it doesn't mean that she has to like every friend of mine or I have to like, you know, necessarily enjoy hanging around with every friend of hers. But it does mean that her friendship to me is so important that she's going to be first and then she's going to have a deep impact and influence on the friendships that I have. And they have to be strong in boundaries to say that this relationship with my spouse is unique it is special, and nothing is going to touch it in a negative way. Yeah, and that describes, again, a healthy marriage. Well, Kevin discussed how your spouse should be the first one you talk to when something important happens. Aaron, uh, how does that make you feel when Greg tells you something before, and assuming he does this all the time, tells you something before he tells anyone else? Hey. Only tell her first. There you go. <laughs> and you feel what or I feel how? so important. And it's recognizing when our spouse does share something with us, something, you know, inner life feelings, what they're struggling with, what God is teaching them, what an honor it is to have them share that. 
it's looking at, you know, it's they're sharing their heart with us. And so I will often use the analogy, John, that, you know, it's like you hold it gently, you hold it, you know, very tentatively, you want to understand it, you know, it's kind of like holding it like a baby bird egg. Hmm. Not that I hold baby bird eggs very often, but, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's like, or even the baby bird, you hold it very carefully. Mm -hmm. You don't just throw it, you know, and drop it on the ground. So when Greg, like earlier we were talking about, I sent him a text this morning because I was just overwhelmed with, oh my word, we just got back from this great week at family camp and then went to the beach and That wouldn't have happened unless Greg budgeted for that Hmm. all year long and saved, you know, hotel points. And, you know, he he figures it out to make it work. And we had a great time. So I just shot him a text to say, you know what, thank you so much for being such a great provider. Our kids have no idea how blessed they are um, to have a dad that financially plans on it and plans his vacation time and on and on. And he sent me a text back just sharing, you know what, thank you for saying that I needed that. And, you know, really just how stressed he's been since we've gotten back because mm-hmm. we hit the ground running. And so it's just it's just recognizing. So when he sent that back to me, A, it meant the world to me that he was sharing it with me because that told me I was special mm-hmm. and that he trusted me. But it's also responding with something like, you know what, thank you so much for telling me. I love when you tell me that stuff because it makes me feel close to you. Mm. And I didn't even know that we've had this conversation. No. So here no, we go, John. I love you're, hearing this. You're yeah. front row. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, so it really does mean a lot to me when you tell me that stuff because I get to know what's going on on the inside. And... I, I appreciate that. You know, part of what's interesting is is how hard it is for me to acknowledge that I'm overwhelmed or not feeling successful, feeling that there's so much coming at me that that I don't even know how to begin to, to, to figure out a pathway forward. And that's kind of what I shared, just going, I'm overwhelmed. And honestly, I, I, I'm not even sure what the pathway forward is mm-hmm. and, and how hard that was. Like there's a part of me going, I don't even want to send this. Like as a man, I should, yeah. and know, I just I shared it on this. the radio. So yeah. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I just well, shared podcast. it on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, it's true. I mean, I, I can just, I feel the tension. Like I should have all the answers. I should know how to resolve or solve or fix whatever the problem is. And, and there was something so connecting just to be able to go, I, I can't figure this out. I know you're with me. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. even know what to ask for as far as help other than it's really helpful to be able to put words to how I'm feeling. And Mm -hmm. that that was the value of simply she, yeah, she just made a really nice affirming statement and it just unleashed kind of, whoa. Hmm. And I'm also feeling all these things. So it was, yeah, thank you for, for sending that. Um, You know, as you were talking, Aaron, to their, you're right. There's, there's, there's something powerful when you choose to, to share something with me first Mm-hmm. And, and, and I don't even need to know if it's I'm first or there not. Are times yeah, I know, like, I get please share it with someone else. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, he, she has such good friendships that, that I wouldn't pretend to think I'm always the first, but no, the you're fact always that, the first. Well, I mean, the fact that you would share it, but it also then makes me realize how important it is on how to respond mm-hmm. because it would be easy to either go, yeah, that's great. Good job. We'll talk about it later. Or maybe to even feel a sense of jealousy or like, oh, that must be nice for you, or it, which wouldn't connect us at all. So mm-hmm. e- even thinking through, okay, she's sharing some good news with me. 
I want to respond. I want to celebrate with her. I want to celebrate her successes. In in research talks about when we're willing to celebrate with our spouse, there's a way that it really takes us to a deep connection. And so I, I have to be aware there's times I'm tired or hungry or worn out or maybe feeling failed that I may not want to respond in mm-hmm. kind. Yeah. But how important that is just to be able for a moment put me aside to lean in, to go, man, that's great news. Yeah, tell me more about that. Yeah, yeah I can. T- I hear the pride. Yeah, tell me more. How are you feeling about that? Whatever. But it, it matters, too, how we respond mm-hmm. to the good news. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I so appreciate watching the two of you interact. And thanks for doing that for us. Um, it's a good role model. And it, it, these are simple things, but isn't it fun uh, to look back on 30 years and realize actually the simple things do make a big difference? They do. They, it doesn't really have do. to be some huge getaway. It's really just good communication and keeping that spark of friendship and, and those roles in marriage alive through intentionality. Yeah, because I didn't send that text this morning, like even thinking for a moment that we would be talking about the impact. Yeah that it had. It was a prompting. And so when you have those promptings and you think of your spouse, send a text, call them, yeah. you know, Just do leave it. them a note. Well, here at the ministry, we want to walk alongside you and help you have a stronger, uh, thriving marriage. And we've got tons of resources here, including the book by Kevin Thompson, Friends, Partners, and Lovers. And we're making that available to you. If uh, you can just make a donation of any amount, sign up to be a monthly sustainer if you can. Uh, That monthly amount helps us kind of even out the budget throughout the summer and uh, fall throughout the the year. And if you're not in a spot to do that, a one-time gift will mean a great deal. Either way, uh, donate today. We'll send the book to you as our thank you. And then be sure to take our free marriage assessment. It's a great tool to evaluate uh, where you're at and to uh, have some great conversations. You'll find a link to that in the show notes as well. On behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, thanks for joining us today for the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.